I am a fresher. I have absolutely no experience. Maybe I am not good enough. Can I ever create those Instagram worthy rooms? No one in my family or set of friends place enough value to my qualification as a designer. Is it even worth trying anything at all? Am I actually in the right profession? Have you ever felt some of these emotions or worse still have had all of the above thoughts at some point? Have you ever undercharged your clients because you feel that's what you deserve? Well, you're not alone today and you're at the right place. I'm Bharti Girdhar. Welcome to my podcast Design Wise, where you learn how to be all sensible and wise while designing for your clients. You're so going to enjoy today's episode because it is going to tell you how valuable you are and how worthy you are. How worthy are your services? Let me begin by asking you, do you feel valuable inside of you yourself? No, no, not yet. Well, exactly. That's how I began my journey at the time when interior designers were not even considered professionals. Designing was merely thought of as a hobby and designers as someone who can deliver a few sketches. Having finished my degree, I thought I was all set to conquer and I was itching to get on with my projects. In my head, I was very clear, I wanted to design residences. Creating beautiful homes was my forever dream. It is even today. And that is why in today's podcast, I will refer specifically to home and the values we bring to homes. I think I'm emotional about them. And I've realized this over the years that the value that I'm going to keep, and I'm going to keep repeating this word, okay? The value that you bring to someone's lifestyle by creating a stimulating environment in their homes is unparalleled to any other services that they may choose to invest in for their homes. Now, I have over the years also designed many cafes, boutiques, and office spaces, but I have enjoyed doing up the homes the most. So, Let's talk about the value we bring to our clients' life by doing up their homes. Now, creating beautiful homes that serves the client's every need and provide him with a sanctuary where he can come back, rest, recover and recharge is actually akin to what a doctor does or a healer does to a patient. Don't you agree? Well, he listens to them actively. So do we. He reaches a diagnosis. And so do we. We also think about the, you know, what the problem area is and we try then to find a solution. And so does he. He also prescribes a solution that will make his patient recover and feel good. And we do the same thing exactly. So I think we can very safely call ourselves the house doctors. Doesn't that feel you, make you feel good? I think it makes me feel really good. And we, are, we have been doing all these things exactly, but we have not been putting enough emphasis on them. Now, many years back when I began my practice, I was too nervous too and I was underconfident. In fact, I often wondered if I would ever be able to monetize my skills and work around what I love doing most. There were times when my friends and family too brushed off my professional skill sets. But that's also because I myself was ridden with self-doubt. 
it took me many projects and a good experience to realize that i can make a difference to people's lives by upgrading it by uh, impacting it positively powerfully i was propelled to create spaces that will stimulate people heal them to go out there in the world and do better things than they were already doing i think it took some encouragement from my clients a positive feedback here and then and beaming smiles on their faces when they saw my work that brought about the confidence that never allowed me to go back and sulk and say that you know i'm in the wrong field or i'm in the wrong profession and it is also because of this feeling that i was able to convince and convert my leads to actual projects whenever i met new clients hence this is a this topic is really close to my heart as i have experienced and i have seen many of you struggled with this so today i want you all to realize that the imaginative visualizing you do the objects that you create the planning and organizing that goes into interior design of a house and the kind of understanding basically the depth of understanding that you go into to create that mood board to enhance and enrich the lifestyle of the clients it's so so worthy and it's so precious it is something that you need to be supremely proud of in a way you create healing sustainable environments you're healing hearts and relationships by enabling human interactions within nurturing spaces and i think there is no other profession that does that in such a wholesome way it is high time that in our industry we recognize this and we tell it to our students of interior design over and over again till it gets cemented and rooted in their thoughts we recognize a designer who gets into the skin of the client to try and understand their their problems their parameters their specification their limits their boundaries their flights everything and puts it together in a way that allows them to focus on self growth think about it it's a huge difference you are bringing into somebody's life isn't it now more so recently now because of the pandemic our homes have also become a space of work where we spend the whole day and use the same space to work to rest to entertain and resolve all other issues of life these are challenging times and they are challenging us the home designers are more and more in demand today don't you think we can make such a difference by showing up and begin to create and bring harmony in a new way now to these homes to deliver exactly what the outer world is expecting out of them if these homes are not created around needs and if these homes do not provide tools for individual growth and for a family growth or a family relationship then imagine where will they be even the most plainly designed home functions in a way that it can nurture occupants that there is a lot of thought that goes into the placement of that sofa or where the table lamp should come or where the floor lamp should come or where we should have the display and how much display we should have or not or have that pictures to be put where or the puja where it has to face where the entrance has to be what the entrance should be like don't you think all the energies that flows into your home depends on how you create and organize spaces around them and that energy is so powerful now the healers all over the world are talking about the energies in our home and they are saying 
that's all there is to the world. There is only the flow of energy that impacts our lives. So don't you think that you are the change makers in people's lives? Think about it. Imagine if these homes were to be designed mindlessly, what will happen? That if this beautiful machinery called home stops to function, and then will you be able to go out and give your best to the world? Would you? Imagine if the placement of the wash basin or the WC and your shower in your bathroom is not correct. Would you be able to come out in a jiffy all refreshed? You will spend more time in the bathroom, isn't it? Doing the same things that you do in a more efficient bathroom. What if your kitchen doesn't have enough uh, storage space or the cabinetry is not planned well? Won't your counter space be cluttered all the time? Won't the homemaker be feeling upset and frustrated with the way he or she is working around in the kitchen? And that negative energy again is going to flow out into the other rooms, other areas of the house in the form of bad interactions. And that's going to create another negative space in the house. We do not realize how interior design is impacting relationships. There is your proof. It will impact a lot of exchange of ideas and interrelationships between the occupants of the house. Like I still find many people shy away from socializing because they do not have enough seating in their living room. They, they become reclusive because they don't want to invite people over. They're not very house proud. Now just, just by inviting an expert in their home to create a stimulating, nice, entertaining environment, they can begin to do so. They can change their lifestyle. They can become a totally different person. Believe me, it's a very big impact. When people seek your expertise, they're seeking ideas to make their lives better and worthy. They do have parameters like budgets and a certain design style. And on top of that, you're expected to read their minds, hear the unspoken and see the unseen. So you have to act like a counselor, a mind reader, an organizer and a designer. Just imagine the years of training that has gone into creating a person like you who can do all of that. Now, that doesn't come easy. When you get your qualifications, you're getting a structure created in your head to be able to deliver designed, ergonomically beneficial, functional, effective, pleasing to the eye space. And that is okay. But now you're also Stepping into a process where you're observing stimulating environments. You're looking at Pinterest, looking at the rooms, the, the, the designed rooms. And you're also observing in your daily life uh, the design spaces and how the habitants are interacting with those spaces. By observing it, by imbibing it, by absorbing it like a designer, you are creating connections between the people and the spaces and believe me it is a very important connection when you start to observe and form these connections in your brain your brain does a very fascinating thing now you carry all these ideas in your brain and your hearts you live them you breathe them you eat them and you even even sleep with them your brain gets time to process it and it forms a circuit 
a kind of circuitry in your head. As you start observing, the connections are formed and these are the connections on which your future ideas are going to bounce on. Remember this because this is a very important input that you forget to factor in when you are asking to be paid. Imagine when somebody invites you in a room and says, can you give me ideas for this room? Now, when you look at a room and if the ideas start to spring out from the walls, from the ceiling, and you start seeing exactly what the client wants, it's not because it's magic. It's because you have developed the system in your head that churns out these ideas in a certain way, processes it, and throws it back at you. A normal person who's not trained and who's not lived design the way you have lived can't do that. And this is this very ability that you need to charge for. Now this, do you think is worthless? Isn't it? It's not worthless. It is a very, very important trait that all designers have and they have worked for it. So when you suggest an idea like, oh, in that corner, a wing chair will look good with a flow lamp beside it. When you say that, you would have already processed that the client likes classical style and she loves to read and loves to sit in one corner with her cup. And that dimension that is there is perfect. That spot is perfect because it's next to a window. It'll have the morning light coming in from the east side. And she can sit there with a book and a cup and enjoy it. And during the night time, there is a plug point there which she can use to plug in a flow lamp. So your imagination is now triggered by all of the factors to create a perfect recipe or a solution that you have just sounded out in a second. Sometimes because it is so quick, people do not understand or appreciate it. But you know it, right? You know what has gone, gone into this. You know uh, what kind of back-end evolution has happened in your head over a period of time. So never, never give free ideas without a reason. Understand the value that you are every day meting out to the world, that you are bringing to the table, you are putting in each design idea that you are proposing. And once you start to do that, you would have found your perfect comfort zone to ask for payments for your ideas. You will then feel confident to apply some rules of engagement while executing because then you would have taken a seat of an expert. And once you take the seat of an expert, your body language, your demeanor, your communication, everything aligns to it. And then the client automatically will catch it and communicate back with you in a similar manner. Well, mostly people will do that. Good people will do that. And once that flow of communication begins and they start treating you like an expert, that's when you will be able to deliver your best for the value that you deserve. So guys, from this point on, never ever do free design. We say absolute no to free design. We have worked our asses off, right? Sorry for using that word. But we owe this to ourselves and to the whole of industry that we do not deliver free designs. 
unless and until now unless and until these two circumstances happen one of it when you design for a loved one okay you decide that okay you know my sister needs interior design of course i'm going to do it for free and many people do that the doctor waves off the fee of of a relative a teacher does free tuitions for a close friend's son all that is 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 not to be factored in okay you can work for free for a loved one or the other circumstance could be that you consider that you're just a fresher and a beginner and you're looking for an opportunity that will serve you if you're looking for an opportunity sometimes you have to give away your services for a discounted price i would still say don't do it for free do it for a discount get some value out of it because it's important to give yourself some self worth and a big pat on your back for being in this industry that is flourishing now i see it's going to blossom and thrive for you and so will you learn to cherish yourself and to cherish cherish your profession because guys i have lived in it for 25 years and i can tell you i have no shred of regret in fact i'm so proud of being an interior designer and i want you all to be so too so stay in that feeling don't go anywhere and i'll be back soon with another episode of design wise where you'll learn how to apply wisdom to your design and to stay proud till then bye bye thanks for listening